0: Section 50 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 985 when it was the nine hundred and eighty-fifth night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that abdullah bin fazil continued as they were thus behold saida alighted with me in the midst of the galleon and when my brothers saw me they embraced me and rejoiced in me saying o our brother how hast thou fared in that which befell thee indeed our hearts have been occupied with thee quoth Had ye any heart-yearnings for him, or had ye loved him, ye had not cast him into the sea. But choose ye now what death ye will die. Then she seized on them, and would have slain them. But they cried out, saying, In thy safeguard, O our brother! Thereupon I interceded, and said to her, I claim of thine honor not to kill my brothers. Quoth she, There was no help but that I slay them, for they are traitors but i ceased not to speak her fair and conciliate her till she said to content thee i will not kill them but i will enchant them so saying she brought out a cup and filling it with sea-water pronounced over it words that might not be understood then saying quit this human shape for the shape of a dog she sprinkled them with water and immediately they were transmuted into dogs as thou seest them o vicar of allah whereupon he turned to the dogs and said to them have i spoken the truth o my brothers and they bowed their heads as they would say thou hast spoken sooth at this he continued then she said to those who were in the galleon know ye that abdullah bin fazil here present is become my brother and i shall visit him once or twice every day so whoso of you crosseth him, or gainsayeth his bidding, or doth him hurt with hand or tongue, I will do with him, even as I have done with these two traitors, and bespell him to a dog, and he shall end his days in that form, nor shall he find deliverance. And they all said to her, O Our Lady, we are his slaves, and his servants, every one of us, and will not disobey him in aught. Moreover, she said to me, when thou comest to bassorah examine all thy property and if there lack aught thereof tell me and i will bring it to thee in whose hands and in what place soever it may be and will change him who took it into a dog when thou hast magazined thy goods clap a collar of wood on the neck of each of these two traitors and tie them to the leg of a couch and shut them up by themselves moreover every night at midnight do thou go down to them and beat each of them about till he swoon away and if thou suffer a single night to pass without beating them i will come to thee and drub thee a sound drubbing after which i will drub them and i answered to hear is to obey then said she tie them up with ropes till thou come to bassorah so i tied a rope about each dog's neck and lashed them to the mast and she went her way on the morrow we entered bassorah and the merchants came out to meet me and saluted me and no one of them inquired about my brothers but they looked at the dogs and said to me ho such and such what wilt thou do with these two dogs thou hast brought with thee quoth i i reared them on this voyage and have brought them home with me and they laughed at them knowing not that they were my brothers when i reached my house i put the twain in a closet and busied myself all that night with the unpacking and disposition of the bales of stuffs and jewels moreover the merchants were with me being minded to offer me the salam. wherefore i was occupied with them and forgot to beat the dogs or chain them up then without doing them aught of hurt i lay down to sleep but suddenly and unexpectedly there came to me the red king's daughter sa'idah and said to me did i not bid thee clap chains on their necks and give each of them a bout of beating so saying she seized me and pulling out a whip flogged me till i fainted away after which she went to the place where my brothers were and with the same scourge beat them both till they came nigh upon death then said she to me beat each of them a like bout every night and if thou let a night pass without doing this i will beat thee and i replied o oh, my lady to-morrow i will put chains on their necks and next night i will beat them nor will i leave them one night unbeaten and she charged me strictly to beat them and disappeared when the morning morrowed it being no light matter for me to put a fetter of iron on their necks i went to a goldsmith and bade him make them collars and chains of gold he did this and i put the collars on their necks and chained them up as she bade me and next time i beat them both in mine own despite this befell in the caliphate of al madi third of the sons of al abbas and i commended myself to him by sending him presents so he invested me with the government and made me viceroy of bassorah on this wise i abode some time and after a while i said to myself haply her wrath is grown cool and left them a night unbeaten whereupon she came to me and beat me about whose burning i shall never forget long as i live so from that time to this i have never left them a single night unbeaten during the reign of al-madi and when he deceased and thou camest to the succession thou sentest to me confirming me in the government of bassorah these twelve years past have i beaten them every night in mine own despite and after i have beaten them i excuse myself to them and comfort them and give them to eat and drink and they have remained shut up nor did any of the creatures of allah know of them till thou sentest to me abu Ishak the boon companion on account of the tribute and he discovered my secret and returning to thee acquainted thee therewith then thou sentest him back to fetch me and them so i answered with hearkening and obedience and brought them before thee whereupon thou questionest me and i told thee the truth of the case and this is my history the caliph marvelled at the case of the two dogs and said to abdullah hast thou at this present forgiven thy two brothers the wrong they did thee yea or nay he replied o my lord may allah forgive them and acquit them of responsibility in this world and the next indeed tis i who stand in need of their forgiveness for that these twelve years past i have beaten them a grievous bout every night rejoined the caliph o abdullah inshallah i will endeavour for their release and that they may become men again as they were before and i will make peace between thee and them so shall you live the rest of your lives as brothers loving one another and like as thou hast forgiven them so shall they forgive thee but now take them and go down with them to thy lodging and this night beat them not and to-morrow there shall be naught save weal. quoth abdullah o my lord as thy head liveth, if i leave them one night unbeaten saida will come to me and beat me and i have no body to brook beating quoth the caliph fear not for i will give thee a writing under my hand and she come to thee do thou give her the paper and if when she has read it she spare thee the favor will be hers but if she obey not my bidding commit thy business to allah and let her beat thee about and suppose that thou hast forgotten to beat them for one night and that she beateth thee because of that and if it all fall out thus and she thwart me as sure as i am commander of the faithful i will be even with her then he wrote her a letter on a piece of paper two fingers broad and sealing it with his signet ring gave it to abdullah saying o abdullah if sa'idah come say to her the caliph king of mankind has commanded me to leave beating them and hath written me this letter for thee and he saluted thee with the salam then give her the warrant and fear no harm after which he exacted of him an oath and a solemn pledge that he would not beat them so abdullah took the dogs and carried them to his lodging saying to himself i wonder what the caliph will do with the daughter of the sovereign of the jinn if she cross him and trounce me to-night but i will bear with a bout of beating for once and leave my brothers at rest this night though for their sake i suffer torture then he bethought himself a while and his reason said to him did not the caliph rely on some great support he had never forbidden me from beating them so he entered his lodging and doffed the collars from the dogs necks saying I PUT MY TRUST IN ALLAH, AND FELL TO COMFORTING THEM, AND SAYING, NO HARM SHALL BEFALL YOU, FOR THE Caliph, FIFTH OF THE SONS OF AL-ABBAS, HATH PLEDGED HIMSELF FOR YOUR DELIVERANCE, AND I HAVE FORGIVEN YOU. AND IT please ALLAH THE MOST HIGH, THE TIME IS COME, AND YE SHALL BE DELIVERED THIS BLESSED NIGHT. SO REJOICE YE IN THE PROSPECT OF PEACE AND GLADNESS. WHEN THEY HEARD THESE WORDS, THEY FELL TO WHINING WITH THE WHINING OF DOGS, and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of night 985 Night 986 When it was the 986th night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abdullah bin Fazil said to his brothers, Rejoice ye in the prospect of comfort and gladness and when they heard his words they fell to whining with the whining of dogs and rubbed their jowls against his feet as if blessing him and humbling themselves before him he mourned over them and took to stroking their backs till supper-time and when they set on the trays he bade the dogs sit so they sat down and ate with him from the tray whilst his officers stood gaping and marvelling at his eating with dogs and all said is he mad or are his wits gone wrong how can the viceroy of bassorah city he who is greater than a wazir eat with dogs knoweth he not that the dog is unclean and they stared at the dogs as they ate with him as servants eat with their lords knowing not that they were his brothers nor did they cease staring at them till they had made an end of eating when abdullah washed his hands and the dogs also put out their paws and washed whereupon all who were present began to laugh at them and to marvel saying one to other, Never in our lives saw we dogs eat and wash their paws after eating. Then the dogs sat down on the divans beside Abdullah, nor dared any ask him of this, and thus the case lasted till midnight, when he dismissed the attendants, and lay down to sleep, and the dogs with him, each on a couch, whereupon the servants said to one another, Verily he hath lain down to sleep, and the two dogs are lying with him, quoth another since he hath eaten with the dogs from the same tray there is no harm in their sleeping with him and this is naught save the fashion of madmen moreover they ate not anything of the food which remained in the tray saying 'tis unclean. such was their case but as for abdullah ere he could think the earth clave asunder and out rose saida who said to him o abdullah Why hast thou not beaten them this night, And why hast thou undone the collars from their necks? Hast thou acted on this wise perversely, And in mockery of my commandment? But I will at once beat thee, And spell thee into a dog like them. He replied, O my lady, I conjure thee By the graving upon the seal ring of Solomon Davidson, On the twain be peace. Have patience with me, till I tell thee my cause, And after do with me what thou wilt. Quoth she, say on and quoth he the reason of my not punishing them is only this the king of mankind the commander of the faithful the caliph harun al-rashid ordered me not to beat them this night and took of me oaths and covenants to that effect and he saluted thee with a salam, and hath committed to me a mandate under his own hand which he bade me give thee so i obeyed his order for to obey the commander of the faithful is obligatory and here is the mandate. Take it, and read it, and after, work thy will.' She replied, "'Hither with it.' So he gave her the letter, and she opened it, and read as follows, "'In the name of Allah, the Compassionating, the Compassionate, from the King of Mankind, Harun al-Rashid, to the daughter of the Red King, Saida. But after,' Verily this man hath forgiven his brothers, and hath waived his claim against them, and we have enjoined them to reconciliation. Now, when reconciliation ruleth, retribution is remitted, and if you of the jinn contradict us in our commandments, we will contrary you in yours, and traverse your ordinances. But an ye obey our bidding, and further our orders, we will indeed do the like with yours. Wherefore I bid thee hurt them no hurt, and if thou believe in Allah and in His Apostle, it behoveth thee to obey and us to command. So an thou spare them, I will requite thee with that whereto my Lord shall enable me, and the token of obedience is that thou remove thine enchantment from these two men, so they may become before me to-morrow free. But an thou release them not, I will release them in thy despite, by the aid of Almighty Allah. When she had read the letter, she said, o abdullah i will do naught till i go to my sire and show him the mandate of the monarch of mankind and return to thee with the answer in haste so saying she signed with her hand to the earth which clave open and she disappeared therein whilst abdullah's heart was like to fly for joy and he said allah advance the commander of the faithful as for Saida, she went in to her father and acquainting him with that which had passed gave him the caliph's letter, which he kissed and laid on his head. Then he read it, and understanding its contents, said, O my daughter, verily, the ordinance of the monarch of mankind obligeth us, and his commandments are effectual over us, nor can we disobey them. So go thou, and release the two men forthwith, and say to them, Ye are freed by the intercession of the monarch of mankind for should he be wroth with us he would destroy us to the last of us so do not thou impose on us that which we are unable quoth she o my father if the monarch of mankind were wroth with us what could he do with us and quoth her sire he hath power over us for several reasons in the first place he is a man and hath thus pre-eminence over us secondly he is the vicar of allah and thirdly he is constant in praying the dawn-prayer of two boughs therefore were all the tribes of the jinn assembled together against him from the seven worlds they could do him no hurt but he should he be wroth with us would pray the dawn-prayer of two boughs and cry out upon us one cry when we should all present ourselves before him obediently and be before him as sheep before the butcher if he would he could command us to quit our abiding-places for a desert country wherein we might not endure to sojourn and if he desired to destroy us he would bid us destroy ourselves whereupon we should destroy one another wherefore we may not disobey his bidding for if we did this he would consume us with fire nor could we flee from before him to any asylum Thus is it with every true believer who is persistent in praying the dawn prayer of two boughs. His commandment is effectual over us. So be not thou the means of our destruction, because of two mortals, but go forthright and release them, ere the anger of the commander of the faithful fall upon us. So she returned to Abdullah, and acquainted him with her father's words, saying, kiss for us the hands of the prince of true believers and seek his approval for us then she brought out the tassi and filling it with water conjured over it and uttered words which might not be understood after which she sprinkled the dogs with the water saying quit the form of dogs and return to the shape of men whereupon they became men as before and the spell of the enchantment was loosed from them quoth they I testify that there is no God but the God, and I testify that Mohammed is the apostle of God. Then they fell on their brother's feet and hands, kissing them, and beseeching his forgiveness. But he said, Do ye forgive me? And they both repented with sincere repentance, saying, Verily the damned devil lured us, and covetized deluded us, but our Lord hath requited us after our deserts, and forgiveness is of the signs of the noble and they went on to supplicate their brother, and weep, and profess repentance for that which had befallen him from them. Then quoth he to them, What did ye with my wife, whom I brought from the city of stone? Quoth they, When Satan tempted us, and we cast thee into the sea, there arose strife between us, each saying, I will have her to wife. Now when she heard these words, and beheld our contention, she knew that we had thrown thee into the sea. So she came up from the cabin and said to us, Contend not because of me, for I will not belong to either of you. My husband is gone into the sea, and I will follow him. So saying, she cast herself overboard and died, exclaimed Abdullah. In very sooth she died a martyr, but there is no majesty and there is no might save in Allah, the glorious, the great. Then he wept for her with sore weeping and said to his brothers, it was not well of you to do this deed, and bereave me of my wife.' They answered, "'Indeed we have sinned, but our Lord hath requited us our misdeed, and this was a thing which Allah decreed unto us, ere he created us.' And he accepted their excuse. But Saida said to him, "'Have they done all these things to thee, and wilt thou forgive them?' He replied, O my sister, whoso hath power, and spareth, for Allah's reward he prepareth. Then said she, Be on thy guard against them, for they are traitors. And farewelled him, and fared forth. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of night, 986